All right, friends, listen up. The What's Right Show is on. Sam Rajovsky here, your host. Nevada's favorite recovering ex-Californian. Big news this morning. Woke up to the story thinking it must be a fever dream. Well, more like a fever nightmare, Robbie. This is unbelievable. And yet, completely something that, you know, any one of us could have predicted. So, uh, TikTok... The Chinese-run social media platform, popular with young Americans, uh, is today exploding with videos, young women predominantly, but uh, some dudes as well, uh, expressing their sympathies for Osama bin Laden's letter that was written approximately a year after the September 11th attack. This letter uh, has been out there. It's known to to folks it was published the guardian published it of all things it's been laying on the internet for well ever since what uh, 2002 it's been out for a while so this isn't you know Laden, bin Laden's dead I, I, I have to say this he's gone this is this is not new stuff right so it so somebody reads it and the thing is it's a predictable piece of of garbage and far, as far as um, as far as uh, 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 a writing is concerned. But it might as well have been written by a tenured professor at UCLA in some respects. Because this letter, before I get to all the videos, right, and, and showing you, I'll play for you, I've got a montage of these reactions of, 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 of people on TikTok praising the letter and, oh my gosh, my eyes have been opened, I can't believe it, I, everything I thought I knew is now a lie. And so I had to remind myself, I, I went back and pulled the letter. I had it, we had it in, uh, in an archive, which is handy because of course, uh, the Guardian took it down today. Another bit of, of interesting news, uh, but uh, th- that's, that's, a separate, that's a separate topic. So you go into the letter. What did Osama bin Laden write a year after extinguishing 3,000 American lives, but international people as well, September 11th attacks. And it's, well, like I said, I mean, it might as well be a, a tenured professor at a, at, a, at a university somewhere in the United States. It's our fault, right? The West is responsible for uh, any consequences of its imperialism across the world, support of Israel, the Zionists, how dare they take Israel, its land that belongs to the Muslims. Islam is the righteous religion. 80-year occupation. And never mind that in the middle of the letter, he acknowledges that Arabs at one point conquered Palestinian land, kicked out the Romans, which whether or not you, you agree with historically, I mean, he himself acknowledges that they are conquerors of the territory, but somehow they're allowed to conquer, they're allowed to take Israel. It's perfectly fine if done in the name of Allah, but somehow not so good when the Jews do it. This is why, by the way, I think that the entire argument about who was there first is, is, is absurd. It's your territory. You, 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 you fight for it in battle every time 
the Arabs attacked Israel. Israel fought back, gained more territory. And the Arabs simply never learned their lesson, continued to attack, and Israel continued to gain territory. And so it went. And now Israel's defending its territory, which is a perfectly righteous and, and, and proper way of doing things if you look at history. But the reason that so many young people are going on TikTok today and expressing admiration for a mass murderer, somebody who, when I was coming of age, right, September 11th happened, I was 21 years old. When I was coming of age, the name Bin Laden, he came from a big family, was like, it was second to being named Hitler as far as having bad name ID, okay? And all of a sudden, people that, are now the age that I was during the September 11th attacks are praising this guy? Is that really where we're at? And so there's two reasons. One, of course, is that they have been taught all of the same things that Osama bin Laden believes or pretends to believe. I don't even think he's authentic in some of this, but they've been taught all of that in college. Every professor, not every professor, but most professors that these young idiots encountered in their university classes hate America. They hate the West. They have an agenda and have programmed uh, these young skulls full of mush to believe this ridiculous stuff. So th that's one part of it. But the other part of it that cannot be dismissed is that it's almost too, I don't know, this is a big, big deal, right? This has taken over a TikTok. It's almost... I don't know. I think that the coincidence of a Chinese-run platform deploying this type of mass psychosis influence event on the eve, on the eve, right? Day after, uh, uh, excuse me, day after uh, President Xi in China sitting down with Biden. I, I just don't believe in coincidences, folks. Let me offer you a view of this. Uh, you know, the TikTok algorithm, which is vaunted, right? But people have talked about this in the world of social media that, you know, that it's it's just it's it's the most a capable algorithm at delivering the kind of content to a user that they want to see, which is the in the world of social media is the holy grail because the more addictive the platform is, the longer time you'll spend on the platform, and the more value the platform has because it's all about number of users and an average time spent. Views, right? That's critical. So if they can deliver the kind of content you want to see and you spend time on the platform, you're engaged and they make a lot of money. But there have been reports over the years that you, I have to call back to this that have made it clear from people testifying uh, before Congress and whatnot that uh, they're are manual overrides and instructions that can be given the to the algorithm to promote certain stories and certain content. They can boost manually a certain user and give them far greater reach. Not all of it, in other words, is organic. It's not all AI formula. There's somebody behind the scenes, sort of Wizard of Oz type thing, where they're 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 putting more of this and a little less of that, and 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 in real time manipulating what people are seeing. 
know, I saw some video yesterday of Antony Blinken looking like he had seen a ghost. This after a meeting with between Biden and Xi in San Francisco. And I've been thinking this whole time, what could possibly have been told to the Secretary of State to make him look so appalled? And I'll tell you, I bet you in a closed door meeting, she could look a guy like Biden in the face and say, I could destroy you in a minute. And team Biden, well, not Biden himself, but his team goes, what do you mean? How? No, no, couldn't do it. And somebody on Xi's team say, tomorrow, I will get America to think that Osama bin Laden was a prophet of, of immense foresight and wisdom and, and, and say complimentary things about him. That show of force to a democracy like ours honestly far outstrips any, and I mean any, display of military might. It's downright epic in how the Chinese are able to manipulate us. Why we haven't banned this garbage application that is obviously a a tool of political influence and and foreign influence in our our country is is beyond me. Um, I think there's grounds to do it, and I think we ought to do it. That, that, that's, you know, but, but I'm, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just, it's, it's astounding. You out of here, I'm going to, I'm taking a break. I will come back. I'll play for you just a little flavor if you haven't seen it. What people are saying. And I guarantee you that this did not accidentally occur a day after a meeting with, with Xi and Biden. I'm telling you, it did not accidentally occur, particularly what I know about and we all know, we've learned about how, how TikTok operates. There's, there are, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes direct control, and of course, the folks behind it answer to Beijing. And we know, we know that this is a tool that Beijing intends, has intended from the beginning to use against the U.S. In a, um, as, 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 a, as a form of ops. So I, look, let's, let me play for you some of the stuff that, that uh, was on there. And then we can discuss this further. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to the What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, because you deserve what's right. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Hi, Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. The What's Right Show is on, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. So the big story today is that suddenly, inexplicably, a letter written by Osama bin Laden one year after the September 11th attacks, justifying the attacks, open letter to Americans giving his reasons for why uh, well why the why the attack on this country had to happen and why it was justified this letter that has been out there that has been living on the internet for all these years suddenly has come to the attention of TikTok users 
the day after President Xi visited with Biden in San Francisco. So here's a, by the way, here's a flavor of it. I just want to play a, a, a little montage that we've put together of various respondents. This is just a few of thousands upon thousands of clips that are going viral on TikTok as we speak. I've been seeing a bunch of people reading Bin Laden's letter to America for the first time, and they're feeling like shocked and grossed out that it's as reasonable as it is. Okay, so if you don't know what the f is going on in, in the world right now, I'm here to explain to you. Osama Bin Laden came out with a letter to America. Listen, y'all, with America's protection, the Jews are planning to destroy I don't know what this is, I'll put it right here. And did y'all know that the tax dollars are given to Israel to help them kill all the people in Palestine? I feel like I'm going through like an existential crisis right now. So I just need someone else to be feeling this too. This has left me very disillusioned and I feel the same exact way I felt when I was deconstructing Christianity. In reading the letter, I could only think of this tweet that I saw the other day. Under settler colonialism, any kind of resistance is branded as terrorist because the only acceptable violence is violence by the occupier. I will never look at life the same. I will never look at this country the same. I will never, in the last 20 minutes, my entire viewpoint on the entire life I have believed and I have lived has changed. I think these are all real people, right? I mean, somebody else was saying, well, this is all constructed. No, 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 these are real people that have suddenly had this, you know, a hand, a, a hand, maybe one person. This is all how it starts, right? It's one person will... And maybe the person's a plant. We'll say, oh my gosh, I look at this. I'm reading this letter from Osama bin Laden and look at his wisdom and then begins to name all of the left-wing buzzwords that every one of these brainwashed idiots who have gone through college on our taxpayer dime, might I add, then goes, oh yeah, yeah, that, oh my gosh, he has such wisdom. Such truth. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Philosopher King. Mass murderer. Osama bin Laden. And I'm my, my point here is um is that I, you know, I, I see this fundamentally as a as a deliberate act on China's part. One day after President Xi and Biden meet in San Francisco. I am sure somewhere in one of those meetings, she uh, or she's people told us, told the Biden administration, hey, look, look, we're going we're gonna to show you something tomorrow to just give you an idea of how much we can screw with you. Now, there's a fabulous piece in thefreepress.com. Mike Gallagher, representative congressman, today, Thursday morning, it is, um, well, it goes, the piece is about why do young Americans support Hamas? Look at TikTok. The app, Representative Gallagher calls it, a digital fentanyl made by China, and it's brainwashing our youth against the country and our allies. And I quote from the fourth page of this piece, since this is very important. For those who know the Chinese Communist Party, this comes as no surprise. Propaganda and censorship are core features of its governing philosophy. In fact, the very word brainwashing originated as a literal translation of the Chinese term Xinao, used by early Chinese communists to describe their system for realigning the beliefs of their reactionary enemies, right? 
sending people into re-education camps, or as I like to call it, DEI training in corporate America. So just bear with me here. Here's where it gets good. Xi Jinping understands the importance of information warfare. He calls it a smokeless battlefield. Remember what I told you just before the break. I said that there is no greater show of force or of, of, of political might on this planet than to be able to suddenly and on cue turn public opinion around 180 degrees or so it would seem because of course if I told you two days ago that in 48 hours we would have uh, basically every young person in the country on, on TikTok saying that um, Osama bin Laden uh, deserves praise you would tell me I was crazy I think but she calls this form of information warfare the smokeless battlefield this is she's exact quote. Are you ready for it? This is the guy that we welcomed like a hero, like a conquering dignitary in San Francisco. Chinese flags everywhere yesterday. Disgusting. Quote, the crumbling of a regime always starts in the realm of ideas. Changing the way people think is a long-term process. Once the front lines of human thought have been broken through, other defensive lines also become hard to defend. Folks, I don't know how else to put this. TikTok is a military operation against the West. It is a military operation against the United States. This, by the way, how many hours are Chinese people allowed to spend on free social media uh, that is uh, from the U.S. Most social media, what is Twitter's banned? Facebook, I think now is coming back, but, but went with strict, strict rules, but has been banned for a long time. They wouldn't, they don't let our ideas in, but we let them manipulate us this way. And a lot of this we've already done to ourselves, right? We've destroyed generations of youth in this country who have now grown up to be complete lobotomized idiots. They're, they're, they're just, they're zombies. You hear these people? I'm just waking up here figuring this out. These people have never read a book. Every essay that they've ever written has been, you know, they get graded simply based on regurgitating what the professor wants to hear. It's embarrassing. All of it is profoundly embarrassing, but it's dangerous. Because I think, I think, and hear me out, I, 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 th I think that, that she is right. I think if you weaken the will, if you weaken the populace, once you weaken human thought, you break through those front lines, then, then, then the f defenses aren't, aren't, you know, aren't, aren't difficult to overcome. By the way, this letter from Osama bin Laden is garbage. It's I mean, it's it, you, you, this, this belongs at the bottom of a hamster cage with, and I hope the hamster has some severe diarrhea to be perfectly blunt with you. It's revisionism. And remember, the real conqueror in here, right? These two conquerors in this story go hand in hand. You have radical Islam, a conquering 
political force moving its way through the world and China. Hand in hand. Strange bedfellows, perhaps, given the way China treats the Uyghurs, but right now, for now, they seem to be helping each other out. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840, back in a moment. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up. Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit samandashlaw.com. All right, it's over. It's over, Las Vegas. No, not Formula One. That's still two more days. No, MLB owners, Major League Baseball owners, have just unanimously voted to approve the Oakland A's relocation. So they will officially now become the Las Vegas A's. All right, there it is. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840 KXNT. Welcome to the program. Here on the What's Right Show... All right, I, I'm going to – there's there's a lot to talk about here. I, I, just a quick aside, yesterday I went to the opening ceremonies for F1. Speaking of major sporting events in Las Vegas, and this uh, – those of you that don't live here, I can't overstate how controversial Formula One has been because the setup, the setup for Formula One, even before any of the – lights and different fixtures that you know begin forming the outline uh, of the track came into place they were having to repave the entire area of the track right uh, so this is uh, the Las Vegas strip Las Vegas Boulevard and uh, in, in some of its busiest sections and also streets behind Las Vegas Boulevard like Koval that many locals who work in the casinos on the east side of the strip in particular, were tremendously affected by this because, you know, three lanes suddenly down to one, all all in the process of, of, of repaving everything. So the people have been upset about it. Here's my take after, we, we haven't done any racing, it was just a party. But my take here is that it was big. I mean, it was, it was an event, like this was Vegas leveling up. And there was a certain energy there that was that was on a on a different level than what we've had you know with other sporting events we're going to host a super bowl i you know i'm sure that's going to have uh, a degree of 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 high energy there and 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 certain status right and whatnot but this is this is an international jet set crowd that has come in for this and it's it's very cool to see so I will, the races begin tonight, I think 8.30 is one, then one's at midnight. Like I said, tomorrow, I might be a little bit, little bit, little bit uh, tired. But nonetheless, um, it's, it, was, it was spectacular. It went pretty quick. The opening ceremony, they had a number of musical acts. I don't really care about that stuff. They had the, they had the, the different drivers come out and, and sort of do a little, little show. One of them, Max Verstappen, uh, was very uh, upset about it. He was. He said it was a clown show. He felt like he was a show pony. You know, he says there should be. You know, there should, you shouldn't make me do this. I'm, and so he's getting some blowback for that. But I thought I thought the event was 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 fantastic, and everything was really well organized. I will tell you that. I didn't observe any hiccups. I didn't observe any problems. This was the first time all the ticketing was 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 working. This was all the to- first time I was anybody was showing up. 
where they needed to be. And so from an organizational perspective, I, it was, it, everything flowed. Uh, today, you know, tomorrow, and then Saturday's the big race, the, the, the actual main event from 10 to midnight. I think that's when you're going to see, um, see if, if, it all, if it all keeps holding together. And then what I tell other people too, because I just had some, uh, over lunch, somebody said, oh, I can't wait for, I hope this is one and done. And he lives here and he says, well, I've heard that they're, they're going to be done with it. I said, well, I, I don't, I mean, they've made some permanent investments here. Like they've built the entire paddock. I mean, that's an expensive facility. That's bricks and mortar. It's a poured in place concrete building. I mean, that's an expensive build out. So that doesn't make sense to just do one race here and then bounce. I, I think quite honestly, they need to do it a few more times in order to, to break even. But I also explained, I said, I said, next time all these pieces are going to be put back into place, they've got it figured out. They're presumably going to save some of these barricades and keep them stored. And then they just whisk them out and put them up for the race. And the whole setup will, will be a lot less dramatic. And they only need to repave every, you know, what is it, once every seven years? So there it is. Formula One on right now in Las Vegas. If you're seeing pictures, you're, you're, you're observing it. If you're, if you're here in Las Vegas, you're probably thinking, how the hell do I stay as far away from this as possible? I understand. Makes sense. So, all right. Interesting poll. There's a, there's a poll out there. Jewish American voters. Biden versus Trump 2024 just came out. What do you think the spread is? Biden versus Trump, Jewish American voters. 68% Biden, 22% Trump. How many view Trump unfavorably? 77%. How many support Biden's handling of the Israel-Hamas war? 74%. Now, this is, this is staggering. This is absolutely staggering. Maybe not surprising. Let's talk about this and why it matters. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I've told you, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm oftentimes absolutely blown away by how uh, some of my left-wing Jewish friends cannot connect the out-of-control, of rampant anti-Semitism to their own political philosophies, right? So these are people I've known for years, great people, fabulous people. They, they just... They, they believe in all of the woke stuff. They believe in DEI. They believe in, uh, we don't use this word as much anymore, but it was a buzzword back when I was younger, multiculturalism. Big proponents of, of importing uh, folks from uh, you know, war-torn areas of the Middle East, for example. And then they're sitting around wondering why Dearborn, Michigan, you know, is, is holding pro-Hamas rallies and shouting death to Jews. And they're not connecting that their liberalism, right? Their, their, their political positions, their actual voting record has led to this. And they're not connecting clearly in any way, shape, or form the fact that Biden and his administration is, is crawling through with Iran sympathizers. They don't even know that after this attack, you know, Biden, we've talked about this, is releasing yet another 10 billion dollars to Iran, which Iran is going to use to fund Hamas 
Hezbollah and other terrorist groups that will go out and kill Jews, that will go out and fund these groups that are in this country, engaged in radical anti-Semitism. And it's, and it's, you know, you'd almost think, right, you'd almost think there is this enormous dissonance. Two things. One, it's obvious that while I have some friends who are seeing the light, it, my group of friends, it's a, I mean, it's, it, it, I, I, I will tell you, by virtue of who I am and how, you know, I, I talk to my friends, I, I, I'm not, I'm friends with people who at least are intellectual, right, are, are open-minded and are willing to receive new information. And I certainly in that group have people who are, uh, who are, who are appalled by the current uh, circumstances and are rethinking their political ideologies. But most Jewish Americans are not. You know, I wonder when I look at the scenes there at the DNC headquarters, right? You saw this last night. Six officers were treated for injuries. The 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 video out of the video is astounding, right? I mean, there, there's here's a here is here's a little uh, snippet of what the you know uh, the, the insurrection. I mean, it was a, it was they were trying to storm the Democratic National Committee headquarters. Listen. <laughs> And here's a participant in the protest saying what they're doing. We're outside the DNC. We're outside the Democratic Party headquarters because this party claims to be on the side of life and peace and equality. And we're saying that we want them to live up to their values and oppose this horrific war and call for a ceasefire now. And we're being responded to by the police shoving anti-war activists down the stairs, shoving peaceful protesters back with their bikes. And because our party, our party that Here's the problem that left-wing appeasement, and I use that word uh, very specifically, left-wing appeasement. I, I, I know a number of, 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 of Jewish Democrats that, that, that think if they are open-minded enough, if they are compassionate enough, if they are big-hearted enough, big-tent enough, that they, they earn themselves a pass from the very people that they defend. I don't know of a political organization more capable at advancing a radical left-wing agenda than the DNC today, right? I mean, as far as groups go, the DNC has done a pretty solid job at turning America left. And yet, these people aren't happy with it. It's not good enough, and they want blood, and they are willing to to affect political violence upon the democratic party the seat of the of the party itself in protest and this is why i don't think right i think that folks that are are waking up and and going oh my gosh where, where did all this anti-semitism come from these are people that by and large have have never been on the wrong side of a social issue in their heads they've supported 
They've supported every gay person, every trans person, every um, every woke cause, every multicultural cause, every immigrant, everything. And they hate Trump, right? You see the 74% hate Trump. But what they've done is they've been on the side that has brought people into this country that want to see Israel and all Jews, not just Israeli occupiers, but all Jews wiped from the earth. And it's very interesting. I, I don't, I, I don't understand. I, I, it's going to take something more and beyond where we just are right now. Because what you have is you've got the White House giving lip service to Jewish Americans. We're supporting Israel. We're doing this. Oh, by the way, here, here you go, Iran. Here's more ten billion dollars. You can, so you can, you can, you can help Hamas and build a nuclear bomb. It's all theater, as everything is on the left. But I'm telling you, at the same time, you have this escalation of violence. And the and again, the these these folks that we've brought in that are the and, and some of our own people that have been radicalized aren't happy with the progressive state of the Democratic Party and they are making they're turning violent and turning on the party itself. All right, I've got to take a quick break. Well, I mean, Robbie's right. I mean, listen, there is, by the way, none of these people, I, I doubt none of these people are spending the next six months of their life in pretrial solitary confinement. That much I can promise you. Sam Marjofsky, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to The What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, because you deserve what's right. Welcome back. Sam Marjofsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. Welcome uh, back to the program. Uh, by the way, ASU, what was this, Tuesday night, uh, had uh, a violent a violent protest on campus. It's not really even a protest. I mean, it, it got to the point where police had to escort Jewish students from an ASU meeting, uh, protecting them from rocks being thrown the violent protesters were yelling, long live the Intifada. And when people are occupied, resistance is justified. Representatives of ASU's five Jewish student organizations argued, I guess, against boycotting Israeli institutions while members of the school chapter of the Students for Justice in Palestine demanded support. So they had a you know, so they had this was, by the way, what it ought to be on a college campus, a debate of ideas. But here's the thing. These Islamists, they don't want to debate. President Xi and the Chinese, they don't want to debate the merits of their system versus our system. It's their way or the highway, period. The meeting ended because protesters from the pro-Hamas Palestine side started throwing rocks at the second floor window of the hall where the students were gathering. So Jewish students were commenting on Instagram Live while being escorted out of the building. Listen to this and think this stuff is happening in America as we speak. We thank the police officers that are here watching us as we go back. Yet it is unfortunate that we need to get a police escort back because people were screaming such anti-Semitic things and throwing rocks on the window of 
Memorial Union during the meeting. Unfortunately, even in 2023, like she said, we can't walk back to our Chabad house safely without a police escort. I literally got violent. They were chucking rocks at the window and chanting, making death threats. I would expel every one of these students. Where the hell are these universities? Where are these, you know, where are these presidents and chancellors? Where are they to stand up for right and wrong? The thing is, that the administrations in most of these universities largely sympathize with the demonstrators, don't they? Or they're absolutely terrified of the consequences of stepping in and denouncing and, and suspending and expelling the violent participants in these, in, in, in these events. That, that's, that's the real story. Now, Saturday... Trump refers to his uh, foes as vermin. You heard this? He says something along the lines like today, especially in honor of our great veterans. Veterans Day was Veterans Day weekend. We pledge to you that we'll root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country that lie and steal and cheat on elections. And mains the mainstream media has taken this and is working overtime to milk this for all of its worth, and it's and they're trying to insert into this anti-Semitism. So you have the mainstream media ignoring real anti-Semitism. You have the mainstream media then agitating against Trump for using a word like vermin, which I happen to think that Marxists and fascists and communists are vermin. I think it's good, and I, I, I you know, I, I, but their entire point is the media is well. <laughs> Hitler used the word vermin to talk about the Jews, and thus, logically, in the brain of a liberal, suddenly Trump is um, using anti-Semitic language. This went at the exact same time. At the exact same time, you have Jews being yelled at, with, stoned, hit, struck, punched, pushed, intimidated. And the media is, and, and, and you've got a guy at a rally in, 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 in California that was killed by, you know, by the way, that guy got arrested today. Yeah, the assailant, Professor Loy Al-Naji was arrested, charged with involuntary manslaughter. That is a low, low charge, involuntary manslaughter. I mean, I think it was an intentional act. I, I think it's a minimum a manslaughter charge, but Bail has been set at one million. That's somewhat unusual for um, uh, for California. I did tell you though that this was not going to be going. This was not in L.A. It's um, it's in Ventura County, so different DA there. But yeah, people are getting killed, and 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 the media is completely silent on it, and just wants to say, well, there's this side and there's the other side. So Vivek Ramaswamy last night on CNN, uh, Vivek tries to talk to Abby Phillip about policy and she keeps pressing him to focus on Trump's vermin word. Listen. This is a classic mainstream media move. Pick some individual phrase of Donald Trump, focus on literally that word without actually interrogating the substance of what's at issue. The word I was chosen for a reason. we are in the middle reason. of a cultural war in this country. The well, you know what? It, it, it's actually describing a series of behaviors. You have Antifa and other related groups that have been burning down cities for the last three years in this country. Would you describe them as vermin? 
violating the rule of law. We have an invasion on our southern border. We have millions of people crossing our southern border. Let's talk about the substance okay. of why we have to recognize would, that we're not in ordinary you... times. Now, Vivek then gets asked by Abby Phillip, you know, would you use that language yourself? And he goes, well, I haven't used that language. Look at my track record, he goes. I talk about the issues. We talk about them differently. I'm not going to do is play some game of focusing on some word that somebody else said without ignoring entirely the substance of what we're actually talking about. And he goes on to talk about the border crisis, economic stagnation, national identity crisis, loss of national pride. That's an existential threat for this country. And he goes, well, picking on Donald Trump's word vermin, talk about that status quo. You know what's vermin? What's, what's running around San Francisco? on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime roll to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping. I'm telling you, Vivek went in, he dropped it. I gotta play this for you when we come back. This was so good. That's why the media doesn't know what to do with him. That's why they despise him. He and Trump would make a good team, no? Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840, KXNT. You're listening to The What's Right Show. Be right back, folks. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Rarely wrong, always right. Sam Rajovsky here, host of The What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law. My email, sam at samandashlaw.com, sam at samandashlaw.com. I appreciate and welcome any comments, concerns, or other uh, info that you might send my way. I do try to check my email during the program here as I conduct the show, the program, and I, I, I will respond uh, as, as quickly as I possibly can. All right, so here's where we're at we have a whole bunch of young people on the on on tiktok thinking that osama bin laden has opened after revisiting his 2002 letter to americans explaining why he planned and executed an attack that killed 3000 americans on september 11th all these young americans on tiktok are thinking of 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 uh, Osama bin Laden is some sort of visionary because of course the language in the letter is almost word for word lifted from uh, what you would have be part of the progressive agenda taught in colleges part of the progressive agenda that you hear uh, people like Ilhan Omar spouting care right spouting all these all, all these you know disparate groups but all coming together for this one singular purpose of hating the West, hating the United States, hating Israel, hating Jews, hating successful people, hating white people, hating culture, Western culture. And then you have this perplexing thing. You've got uh, Jewish Americans overwhelmingly still very liberal in this country, overwhelmingly supporting uh, Biden, overwhelmingly hating Trump. still not making the connection that their progressive ideology may well lead to their demise. It's unbelievable. And then along comes the media. 
And it was supposed to have, you know, journalists be sort of figuring out for us, we're telling us, you know, what the actual facts are. But the media is throwing itself into contortions over Trump using the word vermin over the weekend and describing fascists. He literally said fascists. You want the guy to denounce fascism? He calls fascists vermin. (laughs) And it's still not the right thing. Trump, I've said this before, you know, Trump could, could walk on water. He could heal the blind. He could... He could solve world hunger, and, and, and the American media establishment, the left, would still despise the guy. And so because he used the word vermin, it's, an, it's, it's sort of like this, I guess Hitler used that word at some point. So, um, so everybody's talking about how Trump is anti-Semitic. And what's perplexing about it, of course, is that you have actual rampant anti-Semitism, but because the people that are expressing that anti-Semitism while also throwing rocks at Jewish students, for example, at ASU yesterday, Tuesday, excuse me, but because they're brown, I mean, I have to be honest about this, because they're brown and because they're, they're, they're Muslim, we got to be very careful about um, Islamophobia. So, we don't talk about that that much. We downplay it. Remember all the headlines, right? You know, the guy I was just talking about it because they arrested the, the professor who hit a Jewish man at an anti-Israel protest, hit him over the head with a, uh, with a megaphone. He died of blunt force trauma. And you remember all the headlines, man dies at protests where both sides, you know, that kind of stuff. So the media bends over backwards to accommodate the Islamofascists out there ranting about killing Jews, threatening students, threatening citizens, killing some citizens. They'll, they'll, they, they, they whitewash over that. But then the minute Trump shows up and uses a word like vermin, well, all hell breaks loose. And why? Because they are desperate to advance the narrative that anti-Semitism is something that is out there propagated by the KKK and, and, and white supremacy. The KKK, I had this discussion with some lovely people here in town who frankly are idiots. And the conversation was somebody who's, they're, they're smart lawyers. And they actually believe that a major threat to the country is white supremacy. If you think that, you're, you, you've, you, I don't, I can't even help you. You don't have enough brain cells in your head to, to get from A to B. There are the, the Democratic Party, the, the Democratic Party headquarters is being overrun almost all but, you know, front doors starting to get bashed in, cops in the hospital, all this stuff. <laughs> Students can't go to class. Jewish people across this country have to, have to look, look two, three times over their shoulder when they go to synagogue. Jewish day schools are under 24-7 police protection. And you're telling me, oh, you're telling me that's the KKK doing that? Are you insane? But you know what? They don't want to confront the fact that their entire construct of how the world is politically is wrong. And you can hardly blame them. This is, this is, I mean... They just begin foaming at the mouth. And and they're so illogical because they have to protect their belief 
of how this all, in fact, is. So this, this is Trump, right? Trump's the, Trump's the anti, oh yeah, yeah, Trump's the white supremacist, Trump's the anti-Semite. Anti-Semitism is, is a bigger problem or just as big of a problem on the right. I can tell you as a conservative guy who interacts with a lot of conservatives, some of them quite prominent, we, I mean, the, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are some people on the right that are anti-Semitic. I, I'm positive that that exists, but let me tell you, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, in my conservative circles where I run, as pro-Israel, as, as, as supportive of Judeo-Christian values as it gets, here's what I would tell liberal Jews. We, we conservatives might end up being the last people on this, in this country to stand up and defend you. If this keeps getting worse, we're going to be your we're going to be your, your your last hope. So be careful. You will be far safer as a Jew in America under President Trump than you will be under President Biden, under President Kamala Harris, under President dare I say it, uh, Gavin Newsom, under President insert the liberal blank. You'll be far better off and far safer under Trump. Why are you buying into the liberal left-wing propaganda that you're too smart not to realize what a, what a lie, what an outright fabrication all of this stuff is? Why are you buying into it at the expense of your own potential, your own life? That's some mystifying stuff. Now, I promised I was going to play this response here. Vivek Ramaswamy is another guy that's an ally. And they're trying to turn him into an anti-Semite and into anti-Israel guy and anti-this guy and a a right-wing fanatic. And the fact of the matter is, I mean, he's he's saying it how it is. By the way, I have a question for you. I want to address this too, since we're talking about anti-Semitism. You saw the, oh, wow, uh, there was a tweet that Elon Musk commented on. And immediately the mainstream media called him an anti-Semite. Now he's been defended by a number of conservative Jews, including, um, yeah, just a number of people. He's, he's been defended. I, I have a take on that I want to share with you. But again, it's a the symptom of the, the reaction is a symptom of the desire that the mainstream media has, that the liberal left-wing establishment has on getting and shifting this conversation about anti-Semitism to people on the right. They are desperate to do it. So they're literally inventing, in some cases, anti-Semitism like they do with this vermin comment by Trump. They're inventing it and inserting it into the conversation where where that motivation and, and background didn't even exist, context didn't exist, just to make their greater point and shift focus away from their policy failures, their political failure, that now has this country literally on the brink of disaster. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840, KXNT. You're listening to The What's Right Show. Back in a moment, folks. Don't go anywhere. Hi, welcome back. Sam Rajovsky here. Great to be with you. Still not sleep-deprived, given that Formula One is uh, just uh, barely beginning. Went to the opening ceremonies last night. Very fun. Uh, so far, very impressed. Everything went smoothly. 
And now, uh, tonight will be the first uh, set of racing that ends at uh, around 1 in the morning. So I can't... You'll have to forgive me. Tomorrow, I might be a touch out of it, a bit sleep-deprived. So just bear with me, folks. Won't be my won't be my my best. Um, all right. Good stuff. Vivek Ramaswamy came out swinging to a reporter who challenged him, wanted to talk all about Trump's vermin word. Now, I want to point something out about Ramaswamy. I know a lot of you uh, think he's got a pompadour and, and whatnot, but, you know, I, I can't think of another Republican candidate for president who is in spot on in his defense of Donald Trump. I think this is part of a strategy, okay? I'm not not stupid here. I understand what, what Vivek is doing. He knows that poking the MAGA beehive is not going to get him anywhere. He's looking at the uh, multitude of unforced errors uh, that were committed by, uh, well, DeSantis and his, his team, right, his campaign. I mean, they all have just absolutely screwed the pooch uh, when it comes to comes to the campaign and how they've executed it. Uh, oh, I'll give you one example, right? Remember when the first indictment came down? It was a documents case. It was the indictment in, in Miami, federal court in Miami. You know, Trump got indicted for, for mishandling uh, classified information. What did DeSantis say? DeSantis gets up there and is like, well, you know, uh, you know, just, you know sucks. Well, we're just going to see what the court system figures out. Got very, very equivocating sort of response to this. Vivek Ramaswamy flew to Miami and had an impromptu press conference in front of the courthouse and denounced the proceedings for what they are, which is a politically motivated witch hunt. It's absolutely phenomenal what he did. And I told you right then and there, I said, this is exactly the playbook that every Republican running that is not named Trump ought to be playing. Support Trump. Because on issues where where we do stand with him, we all ought to stand with him and unified. The idea of using a weaponized FBI, a weaponized Justice Department to go after the leading opponent of a sitting president, I think is ludicrous. And everybody does. It's it's This is common sense, right? But so for, for every Republican that goes, oh, well, this is an opportunity for me, or oh, this just is beyond the pale, and how dare he? And a guy like Pence, who is himself, right, objectively accused of committing the same f- violation, minus the ability, of course, to declass, uh, to, uh, on his own, declassify documents because he was vice president, not president. That is a prerogative of only a president and no one else he's out there criticizing trump right now he's out of the race vivek is taking a completely different stance and yesterday uh last night on cnn with abby phillips again trying to get vivek to turn on trump vivek wouldn't give her an inch i played the first part of the clip now let me get to the second because it's so good She keeps trying to say, would you use this word? Would you use the word vermin? Which, of course, Abby Phillips thinks is somehow indicative of of, of Trump using 
uh, Hitler-like vocabulary. Listen. Well, I haven't used that language. So, so you can look you? at my, my track record on the campaign trail. I talk about the issues. We all talk about them differently. But what I'm not going to do is play some game of focusing on some word that somebody else said, ignoring entirely the substance of what we're actually talking about, a border crisis of historic proportion economic stagnation we haven't seen in 50 years, a national identity crisis and a loss of national pride in the next generation that's potentially existential for this country. Picking on Donald Trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo. You know what's vermin? What's running around San Francisco on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping. If he could do that for Xi Jinping, he could have done it on an ordinary day. And yet we're here sitting talking not about the substance of that, but on one word that Donald Trump said in some speech in Miami. This is what's wrong with the mainstream media. Focus on the substance and let's have an actual policy debate rather than talking to a presidential candidate instead of the policy substance of what's actually going on in the country. Picking on some word that Donald Trump said on a certain day and asking me for comment on it. Give me a break. I love it. I love this. It's so spot on. My gosh, this is refreshing. And yes, I understand. Some of you have emailed me and said you can't get past the hair and you can't get these young and whatnot. You know, I was, just before the break, uh, mentioned half-jokingly, imagine if a guy like Vivek and Trump team up. Well, Trump is at 60%. Vivek is at 6%. So, you know, I... Anything is possible, folks. But who is the heir? If something goes, if something happens to Trump, gosh forbid, Trump is out of the race for whatever reason. Let me ask you, who of these candidates is the heir apparent? There's only one of them that is truly committed to an America first vision. There's only one that isn't slamming Donald Trump. There's only one that is articulating, I think, in some some ways, uh, oftentimes better than Trump in a more disciplined way than Trump is. Trump in policies. That's that's Vivek. So whether it's, you know, again, we're dealing with a guy who is extremely intelligent and who is very strategic, you know, what he's what he's doing though here is is uh, look I I'm in a, I have no reason t- to disbelieve that he is sincere in his in his beliefs. So this is somebody that is sticking up for his beliefs even when it's tremendously unpopular. I've been observing politicians for years. You know, to great criticism, Vivek Ramaswamy attends, for example, the RJC, Republican Jewish Coalition, which is a very pro-Israel group, and says, you know, hey, listen to me. I, I think maybe we should, you know, rethink our, our foreign aid to Israel. And, and, you know, we got booed off stage. So, you know, they didn't leave the stage, but he got booed when he was on stage. So this is not a guy that's just saying what people want to hear in order to win people over. There has there. It takes an amount of bravery to tell a few thousand people in a room something that they don't want to hear. Trust me, that takes some guts. Then to stick around later and meet with people, as I observed him doing, and and answer questions, that takes even more guts. And so my only point in all of this is that I'm, I'm observing him do this and conducting himself. I see him as the heir apparent to Trump right now 
this is this is a position that could have ought to have gone to DeSantis without question. Without question, if DeSantis had just not thrown his hat in the ring and he had said and played the Gavin Newsom playbook or alternatively run as a candidate that was highly supportive and complimentary of Trump. But all of his donors told him, you got to attack Trump. You got to go for Trump. And it did not. It did not go well. It is not going well. There's a lot that can happen between now, November 2023, and a year from now, November 2024. Trust me, a lot can go down. And, you know, I, I tell you, if there's any unforeseen major shakeup, uh, you start, you, you, you know, as support starts to realign, um, I, I mean, it's not going to go to Chris Christie, okay? It's, it's, not, it's not going to Nikki Haley, all right? And I don't think it's going to DeSantis, I think I think Trump's support uh, for DeSantis is 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 almost nil. All right, quick break here, and I will get to the comments, the social media of Twitter response by Elon Musk as being decried as anti-Semitic by pretty much everybody. I'll tell you what this is all about when we return. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to the What's Right Show. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up. Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit SamAndAshLaw.com. Friends, welcome back. How's this for a Looney Tunes news story? Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840 KXNTI. I'm a lawyer, so let me tell you, I enjoy stories about lawsuits that are filed, particularly ones that have a comedic element to them. The New York Post is reporting that discrimination charges have been filed against a Michigan hair salon that told trans clients to seek services at a local pet groomer. Yes, So these are civil charges filed by the uh, state of Michigan, uh, I guess, uh, against uh, Christine Geiger, who they claim violated the state's Civil Rights Act by unlawfully discriminating against three claimants. I guess she put on Facebook... If a human identifies as anything other than a man-woman, please seek services at a local pet groomer. You are not welcome at this salon, period. Now, folks, listen. um, What if the person's a furry, okay? She's not, this isn't anti-trans. I mean, listen, she says, if you identify as anything other than a man or a woman, you might need to go see a pet groomer. What, what if she's referring to somebody who identifies as a wolf? Does a wolf belong in a human hair salon? I'm just saying. They're making a thing of this because apparently there's a, a, a statute in Michigan. It, it's a hate crime to uh, decline to use somebody's personal pronouns, which I think is uh, constitutionally problematic. And so it'll be interesting to see if that 
statute holds up, you know, a number of these laws of these state laws eventually get overturned in the, in the Supreme Court. Uh, you'll remember the famous cake case, the uh, what was it? The Denver was it Denver, Colorado Baker at any rate. Um, didn't want to make a, a gay wedding cake. He's a Christian. He didn't believe in gay marriage. Didn't want to make a wedding cake. So, you know, and there was a big to-do about it. He got convicted under under state law. It got ultimately appealed to the Supreme Court, and he prevailed. Here, it could be much of the same. Um, but I think, there, I think there are folks, I think they're grasping at straws here with this. I don't see anywhere, folks, I don't see anywhere an example where she actually discriminated against somebody. So she's being investigated for a Facebook post. That's where we're at right now. Of course, Michigan's run by Democrats, Gretchen Whitmer there, the Democratic governor. Uh, it's a, you know, it, the, 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 this is, it's, it's a dictatorship. You can't, gosh forbid you post something like that on, on Facebook. You um, Look at I mean, she could say it's humor. It's just a joke. I mean, I'm making a joke. Yeah, I mean, somebody, I, I, maybe she'll say, hey, somebody came in the other day and told me that, that they were a ferret. And I said, well, sorry, I'm not gonna, you know, I, I don't know what you want from me. I, I, do, I do men or women, you know, uh, I do humans. Crazy stuff, absolutely banana stuff. So now, okay, Elon Musk is in hot water, facing a huge backlash online. Yesterday evening, put out a, uh, a, a tweet endorsing uh, somebody else's tweet. So the initial tweet, uh, the initial tweet said something along the lines. Well, let me see if I've got it here. Uh, yeah, okay, here we go. Uh, the person wrote, this person wrote online, uh, okay, Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of, Oh my goodness, here we go. Exact kind of dialectical hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. I'm deeply disinterested in giving the tiniest bleep now about Western Jewish populations coming to the disturbing. Oh my goodness here. I've Robbie, can you send me the actual tweet? Send it to me because I'm reading it here and I and I just cut off friends. This is live radio. I had it, I had it right in front of me and then and then I and then suddenly I didn't. Just throw it to me in our, our, our channel here. Yeah, so I want to get the exact language of this right because if I if I don't, um there we go. Okay. Hasn't been scrubbed yet, is my point. See, hold on. I don't this is not here we go. Let's see here. Because it's okay, this is the one where it hasn't been cut off. See, they, they've been putting one that's been cut off and modified. All right, here we go. So this guy says, you know, okay, Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of dialectical hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. I'm deeply disinterested in giving the tiniest bleep now about Western Jewish populations coming to the disturbing realization that those hordes of minorities that support flooding their country don't exactly like them too much. You want truth said to your face? There it is. Let's break this down because, you know, I, Ben Shapiro, for example, essentially doesn't think that this is a, you know, but Elon Musk responded, you've said the actual truth. That's the response. And, and people have said, oh my God, this is, and Elon Musk is an anti-Semite. Look at this most anti-Semitic thing. 
This thing's been seen. This tweet has been seen a million times. Million views. Wow. A lot of people looking at it. Okay. So Elon Musk wades into it. Let's take this apart because, you know, Shapiro, for example, doesn't see anything particular anti-Semitic in it. Remember what I told you at the beginning of the program. Remember what I said, and, and I, I actually thought this was far more disturbing, right? That there's a new poll on Jewish American voters. 68% still favor Trump, Biden over Trump. Uh, um, you know, 77% view Trump unfavorably. 74% support Biden's handling of the Israel-Hamas Israel war. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm filing that. I want you to file that away for a second. And just put that off to the side. Because, you know, there it is. That's, that's measured sentiment as of, you know, last week. Now, what's true here? Well, a, a whole host of things, right? On one hand, right, you have progressives in this country, and not just Jewish progressives, but all progressives are responsible for the problem that we have right now in our hands, right? Progressivism in the form of DEI, in the form of multiculturalism, in the form of open borders, 8 million, 8 million unknown persons in our country, thanks to Barack Obama and, and a lax control over the southern border. An agenda in classrooms across high schools, uh, in high schools and colleges across this country, uh, the, uh, the, I would say uh, absolutely anti-Israel, absolutely uh, pushing pro-Palestine uh, propaganda anti certainly anti-success propaganda and and many times uh anti-semitic propaganda all of this is out there right people are this this is happening and per, all progressives are responsible for this so the question is um you know when shapiro and and, and other jewish conservatives look at this and say yeah this is kind of kind of right look i, I have a, i have a few thoughts one, I don't think that, that Elon, I don't think this is an anti-Semitic comment. I think that this is, a, uh, this is an important conversation that has to be mad, made because some of us that are conservatives, many of us that are conservatives, that support Israel, that support Jews, that support Judeo-Christian values, we're fighting back against this radical liberalism that's putting these people in our midst. And we are perplexed. We are um, surprised sometimes and you know, confused by the fact that we have, uh, you know, folks uh, that share these views who are Jewish and 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 are not connecting the dots, as I mentioned earlier. But also, you got to remember. I mean, you know, one thing like these are some statistics, and 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 Robbie, I, I credit you with with looking this up. It's funny because, you know, Jewish people only make. 2.2% of the U.S. population. It's a very small group. Now they're about 20% or so of Ivy League students, right? So, you know, 10% at Harvard, 23% at Columbia, for example. So you, you have a, a number of Jews who end up becoming public intellectuals, right? And these intellectuals are on both sides, right? There are Jewish conservatives. There are Jewish liberals, 
we're just concerned with why are why are the Jewish liberals surprised that their policies are creating Jew hate? Why are they not connecting the dots? I think eventually it'll it'll start to make sense to them. But this ideology, I, I, and I, I, I know Jewish intellectuals who hate capitalism, right? I also know Jewish intellectuals who hate communism. And look, I mean, Carl, it's a great point. Karl Marx and Milton Friedman, both Jews. I don't think that has any comment. It's not, it's not a comment on Judaism. It's just, um, it's just what it is. And so, you know, it's not a collectivist argument. It's an individualist argument. And I think I, I, you know, as much as a quick response to a tweet can be imprecise, right? This is, you know, Elon Musk responding to kind of a a collectivist um, summation of throwing everybody all in one boat, I I think is, is, you know, potentially problematic. But at the same time, it's a point well taken. There's nothing anti-Semitic about it. And the reason everybody is yelling anti-Semitism is because they hate Elon Musk. They hate Trump. That's why the word vermin, everybody's fixated on. Oh my gosh, Trump used a Hitler-like term. Here's Donald Trump, friend to Israel, has supported Israel, is, has a Jewish, his daughter converted to Judaism. He has Jewish grandkids. Do you know how many Jewish liberal friends I have who think that Trump is an anti-Semite? And I look at them like they're mental. How, how can you actually think that? It doesn't add up. I have to take a, a quick break here, but this, this, this fascinates me. We are in this, we are in this absolute, I don't know, uh, hyper- we're in absolute overdrive right now the left is is frightened it's going to lose the narrative on this and so they are attacking any conservative they can and sticking on them the racist the anti-semitic the you know the the xenophobic label that they possibly can in in order to in order to offset the growing scenes of political violence and truly outrageous speech it's being put out there by by very liberal um, activists, no doubt about that. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk eight forty KXNT. You're listening to the What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, because you deserve what's right. Goodness gracious, Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk eight forty KXNT. The Strip will be shutting down at five p.m. tonight. This for the Formula One race tracks, uh, the cars on the track. What will happen is they've already got it all in place. They've got the barricades in place. So at the key intersections and openings in the track, for example, uh, one turn is, let's see, is uh, Harmon and Las Vegas Boulevard. So if you're not quite sure where Harmon is, that's uh, where the Cosmopolitan meets the Aria. Okay, right there. And so they're going to close off that whole corner there. But they also have to close off all the entrances to all the casinos between Harmon and, let's say, Flamingo. It goes uh, to Flamingo, yeah, and even even maybe one street past Flamingo, I believe. 
So here, you know, they're going to start closing it down. So folks, if you don't need to go to the race, if you're not there, please stay away from the strip tonight and tomorrow night and Saturday night. And hopefully come next week, things begin to open up and uh, progressively get back to normal. Sam Marjofsky here again, uh, What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law. So speaking of extremism and threats in the U.S. yesterday, Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI, testified as to the threats in the country right now. And here's what he said. Well, certainly we're in an environment where the uh, the number of tips and threats that are being reported to us have gone up significantly uh, since October 7th. We were already, as I testified earlier, already in an elevated threat environment even before October 7th, and it's gone to a whole nother level since October 7th. Uh, the biggest chunk uh, of the threats that have been uh, reported into us uh, by a good margin are threats to the Jewish community, uh, synagogues, uh, Jewish prominent officials, uh, things like that. Uh, we also have a, a large number of tips and leads related specifically to Hamas and radicalization and recruitment. Wow. So after October 7th, huge increase in threats predominantly to Jews. Huh, I wonder, I wonder where this is coming from. Is it coming from some KKK uh, goofballs in, in some, you know, podunk Alabama? Or is it coming from radical leftists? Palestine supporting, yeah, there's no tiki torches. Where's, you know, there, I mean, nobody out there, you know, nobody out there wearing contour sheets. I, 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 that's the, this is the absurdity of it. This is another way of admitting that violence against Jews is being threatened right now by leftists. It's not coming from the right. So then August Fluger, uh, Fluger, uh, Fluger, Republican Texas, uh, asks Christopher Wray uh, if we're looking for people on the terror watch list that we know are in the U.S. that have snuck across the border some way, somehow. Wonder how that happened. That's, I think, is somewhat of an important question, don't you? Here's how the exchange goes. Are you still searching for people in the United States that we know match the terror watch list? I'm not sure I can answer that here uh, because it's a constantly moving target. Yes. uh, Are there people that match the terror watch list that were apprehended by CBP that the FBI and other agencies are searching for in the United States? There are certainly individuals who are uh, the subject of terrorism investigations that we are searching for. Are there Whether or not there are people, to me, I guess the distinction I'm drawing is, well, there's obviously a lot of focus on the watch list itself. One of the things that, and I've tried to be clear in my testimony here this morning, one of the areas that we are of concern is individuals who once here, information later comes in. Are there people that you don't, are there people people you don't know where they are that the FBI is searching for today? Yes. yes or no? Yes. Wow. Yeah, so we've got some missing terror targets in the country that are loose. And uh, and and by the way, Ray here is throwing Mayorkas under the bus and running over him. Uh, yeah, we, we uh, you know, because we have information that's not coming in. Well, I wonder who that information is coming in from. Should that be coming in from the Department of Homeland Security, the people that run the border? I suppose... 
What a frightening time to be alive. So here's, you know, here's, um, um, here's the thing. You know, we, um, you know, by the way, I, I, I mean, first off, I, it's obvious to me where this anti-Semitic problem is coming from. And we have become victims now of this leftist utopian fantasy of creating a melting pot society. And we've put in all these ingredients, all these different people from all around the world. I'm, I'm by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm not one of them because I'm, I'm, my parents were white immigrants. Uh, so that's not necessarily the group that the left wants in the country. White and self-sufficient. But regardless, you know, my parents came to this country as immigrants. But the big myth in bringing in all these diverse folks is that they would assimilate that they would adopt our ways, our ideals, our language, our way of life. A lot of them don't. They're not melting. They're staying, they're keeping their form. And their form, is, you know, some of this radicalism that they bring with them is, is entirely hostile to our way of life. It's hostile to, to coexistence. So I always say you can't coexist with people who want you dead. And so you have young people right now supporting Osama bin Laden and thinking that what he wrote was great. Completely ignorant of the fact that, or somehow forgetting the fact that he killed 3,000 Americans. Possibly more through his terrorist acts. Absolutely astonishing when you think about it. All right, folks, Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to The What's Right Show. Folks, I'll be back here tomorrow. Be safe out there. If you're going to Formula One, enjoy. And if I see you around, please say hi. The What's Right Show will continue tomorrow, Friday. All right, I will be back then. See you later.